my Christmas present to John this year is letting him do the intro to this episode. Take it away, John. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically dispersed chums team up and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm John and joining me locked in today we have... I'm Mike. I'm drinking a bottle of... A bottle? I'm drinking a glass of uh, McGuigan's Black Label Shiraz. Um, drinking something John's not doing. Mm, I know because I forgot to say it. Are you drinking something, John? I am drinking share? something. I'm drinking something weird, actually. It's an Australian ginger beer, non-alcoholic, called Bundaberg. And I'm a bit disappointed because it looked much nicer than it actually is. You know when they're putting a load of effort into the design of the bottle and crap yeah. like that, and you drink it and go, oh, this is just the same as the old Jamaica stuff that's 30 p a tin. Well, Damn. it worked, though. Sold you a bottle. They did, didn't they? Oh, well. And... I'm Chris. And I am drinking a Cherry Pepsi Max. Sorry, that just sounded like Mike wound you up like a sort of... I'm Chris. <laughs> so, how does it work? Well, normally every week, but now in this festive season, every day, we are locked in an escape room of the... Okay, I'd like to know, Mike, is it escape room of the years or escape room of the ears? I'll, tell you, I'll give you a guess, John. I'm going to go ears. Yes. <laughs> because um, that makes more sense we will have 15 minutes in this case to escape and if we break anything we shall lose our deposit hmm what's our deposit i'm thinking chris's house no damn it <laughs> that seems like a big deposit Please, no it's, very, it's a very expensive house. room this week um <laughs> okay maybe not a house maybe it's not the as expensive as your house my microphone is sitting in Wow, that's really both ends of the spectrum there. You've got an extremely sad Christmas for for Chris or a slightly irritating edit for me, getting all the echo out of your recording. Shall we open the advent calendar? That sounds lovely. Yeah, you open up day seven on our big advent calendar and step inside. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Seven swans are swimming. Six geese are laying. Five gold rings. Four calling birds. Three French hens. Two turtle doves. <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. Before you is a beautiful lake. You're standing at the edge of it. It's very cold. It's winter. The air is still and crisp. The sun sits low and pale over the water. Across the water... It's a small island, snugly filled with a group of carol singers. Chris, in your hand is a gun. Mike, in your hand is a book. What would you like to do? Chris, don't shoot me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, damn it! I was, I was moments away from being able to shoot you, and now, because of your words, I cannot. That's uh, I think oh, of John's cardboard that... box. <laughs> can I take aim at the carol singers? Does that... <laughs> uh, you, you can take aim at the carol singers? I'm going to take aim at the cow singers. Okay. I'll I'll read the book in case, I don't know, it's a book on how to persuade Chris not to shoot a carol singer. <laughs> the book is a book on ornithology. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that's I know birds. a little bit about ornithology. Is that birds? Yeah. Yes. Got it right by guessing. Years of education. Wait, that was a complete stab in the dark yes, and it you was. still got birds. Yes. <laughs> was what I wanted. Okay. But I was thinking, uh, so it's a book on ornithology. Book is there anything to be uh, to be read inside the book? Uh, yes, there are the physical descriptions of a whole series of birds native or indeed visiting our waters. Interesting. 
What's the uh, the seventh day of Christmas again? It is seven swans swimming. Interesting. I mean, can I look up swan in the Dictionary of Ornithology? Uh, you can. It's not a dictionary. It's um, yeah, more of a children's book. Um, and you can find the page for a swan, yes. And there is a uh, big, beautiful white bird um, with its, uh, yeah, its white feathers and black beak and all that jazz. Is there anything interesting on the page no. with the swan? No, it's just a description of a swan. Do the carol singers react to me pointing the gun at them at all? They're unaware of you. They seem to be busy with something. Can we walk around the lake to them? Probably not in 15 minutes. It's a big no, lake. They've, they've taken a boat to the lake. Right, okay. To the island, sorry. Uh, is there any, does it look like there's any way of getting to the island? Uh, no, no, there's no boat for you. Are there any swans that I can see? Um, well, the gun does have a sight on it, which if you'd care to look any closer at the gun, you would have noticed. Okay, so oh, I drew a revolver. I'm gonna really? Take, yeah, I, I was thinking revolver as well. Um, I'm gonna take oh, okay, the so the gun, the gun is actually a hunting rifle. It's a sort of single shot hunting rifle. It's loaded and it is ready to fire. And it does have a magnifying sight on it. Has it got a safety catch? It has, but the safety is off. Pulling the trigger will fire a bullet. Can I put the safety on? Yes. Okay, put the safety on. You really don't trust yourself, even with an imaginary gun. No, no, I don't trust myself with coordination. (laughs) I am substantially happier that the safety is on. (laughs) Much like I don't trust Mike here to not damage his skull in some way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, um, where, where are you pointing the gun? Um, I'm going to look at the carol singers first. I want to see what they're okay. interested in. So the carol singers are all in a bunch on the island. Uh, there's one carol singer that's actually stood to the side, and he has a tripod with a camera on it. He looks like he's uh, just about to take a photograph of the rest of the carol singers, all in their nice carol singing formation. Just as he's about to take the photo, though, he stops. He's now looking over the water. He looks upset. He's pointing over the water. Can we can we look? Uh, can, can Chris look through the site at where he's pointing? So, if you follow the line of his uh, gesticulating finger, you can see a group of birds quite far away from you, but uh, clearly visible on the lake. And uh, yeah, there's a, a group of them, and uh, the carol singer seems to be uh, quite upset that they're there. They appear to be in the background of his picture. Hmm. Are they are they swans? Well, if you look closely at them, they're all white, and there's eight of them. That seems like one too many swans. It does. It for does. This seem day like of the one. advent calendar. It does. Um, and you've been equipped with a method to remove swans. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Might I remind of... you though that a swan is a royal animal, and to shoot one, uh, as I'm sure our listeners will know, uh, carries pain of death. I need them not swans. Interesting. Do any of them look like they're not swans? Well, they've all. Do got... any of them have four legs and a snout? <laughs> And are they woofing? They've all got white feathers and all look quite swan-like. Why don't you have a little leaf through that book? Okay, I guess, can I leaf through the book for other white feathered um, waterfowl? Well... If I find a fucking duck, I'm going to be really pleased with myself. (laughs) After the grief you gave me for having a white duck. Um, (laughs) Oh no, I never thought of that, no. Um, Well, there's uh, there's various uh, birds. Uh, There is a sort of swan-like looking bird called a goose. Is there a goose? Down the sides of this gun. Well, why don't you look at the pitch of the goose and then compare <laughs> it to the like, okay, Come on, man. I mean, who doesn't know what a goose looks like? Okay, I go so, look at the picture of the yeah, goose. At the book, the, and then uh, I look through the sights to try well, and find the goose. <laughs> fine. Fine. You do that. You do exactly we, that. And there's a goose. Ruined, have we ruined your puzzle? You've ruined the. <laughs> 
<laughs> who wouldn't recognise a goose? Anyway. They're yeah, white. I've, I've, I've played um, the, the goose There's game. There's lots of white things in the world. Untitled goose game makes you very good at goose recognition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the takeaway from that game. <laughs> that's how they advertise it. <laughs> hey there, kid, you ever struggle recognising geese in a pack of swans? <laughs> Play Untitled Goose Game. Exactly. Um, the goose recognition programme of choice. So I'm going to assume that I somehow have really good coordination. And I'm going to turn the safety off, and I'm going to... And then pass the gun to Mike. <laughs> and I'm going to take aim at the goose, and I'm going to fire. So you uh, level the rifle at the uh, bird among the group that looks remarkably like a swan, except that it has a pink beak as opposed to a black one, which a swan has, which had you looked at the book in any detail, you would know, but you pointed out... Geese, have, anyway. sw- Geese have pink beaks? They do. Oh. Well, you learn a little something every day. Oh, my God. You do so, you pull the trigger, a bullet powers out of the rifle and blows up the goose's head. The swans seem remarkably unperturbed as it's not a member of their species and they are a noble race uh, and just carry on swimming around. The carol singers look very slowly round at you and then applaud. Hooray! Now, with their Christmas advent calendar photograph of seven swans are swimming saved, they take their photo. And uh, one of them has rowed over to you in their boat and rewarded you with the Lucy Goose Key. Yay! Hey. You have solved my oh, very puzzle, good. irritatingly. <laughs> I mean, who, who can't recognise a goose? They look so different from a swan. <laughs> They've not got that knobbly bit on their face. Kill me. You fucking Googled them, didn't you? I, I know what... I mean, I, I, I run past a lake every day. Mm-hmm that has swan and geese on it and ducks they are distinctly different i mean they're like half the size and they've not got like face cancer <laughs> what the actual fuck swans have like a horrible growth on their face well they are a royal bird jesus <laughs> yeah, does anyone want to slip in a quick prince andrew no that will not be timely when this episode goes out <laughs> that'd be ancient history we'd be worrying about the new government mm. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. And that's tier as in top tier, as opposed to tier as in um, the tiers of elves. As in, oh no, I've tiered my clothing. It's spelled the same way, isn't it? Yes, 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 it is. Okay, cool. Um, I promise to let you do the outro. I'll be good. He can't let go. He can't let go. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, uh, we'd be obliged if you could leave the review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. And uh, that's it. And in... Oh, oh, let's do it. Let's do it like University Challenge. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Oh, no, no, and no. It's, it's the, from the team's from first. That's the two Ronnies, so, uh, isn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. It's the team's first. So it's, uh, it's goodbye from Chris... Bye. Goodbye from Mike. Bye. And goodbye from me. Goodbye. And then the university. Do I need to find the university challenge theme now? Did we escape, John? Um. Well, we did. We did escape, uh, but not in the time limits at all. But we didn't lose a deposit. We we successfully killed the goose. (laughs) 
the time um, limit didn't really happen. It was a, a I, time I really vortex feel like paradox. the sense of threat that the time limit was designed to um, to create was really covered by the tales of the falling trees. Oh, editing Mike here. I've cut out a 20-minute discussion between John and Chris of the various travails and difficulties of removing trees from one's garden. Rather than subject you to it, here are the highlights. John had a tree, tree not good, tree destroyed neighbour's house, neighbours no longer like John, but some money saved. Chris got a chainsaw. I live in a flat, and so don't have a tree, and regard all of this as something of a first world problem. And now back to the last bit of the show. Yeah, exactly. Fair, when I when you started sharing the tale of the falling tree, I expected it to be, I had a tree which crushed some neighbour's stuff and not, um, you know, not an, an, the Odyssey. With an interval. It was good. I, I enjoyed Laura it. Laura came around with ice cream halfway through. <laughs> I think you should keep it in the episode. It was, it was thrilling. Or we could... Likewise. We could start a new, could start a new podcast, Tree Tales. Oh. <laughs> a tale of actually, this is actually a tale of two homeowners <laughs> that's what this is it was the best of times tale of two it was the worst of times it was the time of plenty it was the time of Brexit <laughs> and the shared ownership owner here is just like oh man imagine owning a tree <laughs> wow I mean you, want, do you, you own some of your house yeah have you ever yeah, wondered which like, bits you own like, do you own like this door have... do you own the stairs which, what do you own I think I own the smell <laughs> Because wow. that's the bit I've made the most of. 